This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. Welcome along to another edition of Talking Travel on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel World on King. I'm Wayne Stam, sitting in for Sally Lucas this week and also Barry Warwick, who happens to be away in Vietnam at the moment. Well, we're not going to Vietnam today, but we are going to go sailing. My guest today, Richard Cranmer, the regional manager of the Royal Caribbean International Cruise Lines. We are talking about the Rhapsody of the Sea. Well, the Rhapsody of the Sea, beautiful looking boat. Uh, it is. It's absolutely phenomenal. They've changed so much, haven't they, cruise ships in the in the last five or ten years, and they seem to be updating them on a regular basis now. I, I had a look at some of the pictures of this one. It just looks magnificent. Oh, they have. They've, they've, they've done so much to it. One of the comparisons I draw between cruise ships of 10 or 15 years ago and today is that many miners are car, but so is a Rolls-Royce, and, and that's the, the variation you have, uh, which has developed over the years. And the, the new ships now are, are just luxury resorts floating on the water. You talk about the change in the last 10 to 15 years. I think for most people that's the thing that's so surprising is that we are not talking about a gradual change over the last 20 or 30 years. We are talking a phenomenal change in the last 10 to 15 and sometimes even in the last five years. Exactly right. I mean, we've got ships out there now with rock climbing walls, uh, flow riders. You can go surfing on the back of a ship, full-size basketball courts. It, It is just unbelievable what's on offer and also too the the cruising has changed in a lot of ways uh, and the stability of the ships that's been a big part of the restructure of them as well hasn't it yes they've got stabilizers now which is quite it's quite amazing how it works so it took me a while to fully understand it but the stability of ships is fantastic the radar equipment they have now to avoid areas of of, of any you know real turbulence and and uh, and storms and bits and pieces uh, they know so far in advance they can usually skirt around them uh, and then when you add the stabilisers, it's usually a pretty pretty calm trip. So when you talk about ships like Rhapsody of the Seas, now what are the differences between that and something you might have sailed on you know, 15 years ago, apart from things like the rock climbing walls and the stabilisers, etc.? Size, you're looking in the old days, I shouldn't say the old days, but if you look back, you had ships that were like thirty or 40,000 tonnes and you're talking now the Rhapsody is 78,000 tonnes. Uh, you're looking at, at probably a length of, of more than double of the old ships. Um, you've got cabin sizes which are, are far greater than they used to be. Uh, balcony cabins, I mean, there's a, I think it's 275 balcony cabins on this ship uh, and the demand for balconies is very high so it's really not enough to, to cater for the demand. You've got, you know, two swimming pools on board the ship. You have a two-storey dining room. You've got a, a theatre that is two storeys with, with sloping seats and a full orchestra pit in it. I mean, the, everything has been upgraded so much. You've got... On, on, on Rhapsody, they have glass on either side of the ship in, in the centre of area, which we call it, which is where the purser's desk is, so that you've got glass elevators that take you up about eight floors. And there are lots of natural light coming into the ships instead of what used to be all interior, sorry, all, all cabins had windows or portholes, but you didn't have a net lot of natural light coming in. I think of the, in the entire ship, I think there's only four cabins that have portholes. All of the rest of them have rectangular large windows. That's a big difference too. That was one of the things I was going to say to you, is that the the ocean view, if you haven't got a balcony, the ocean view with the big rectangular windows in is not something if you sailed 25 years ago that you would expect. No, you wouldn't have seen it. It would have been, it would have been a porthole. Yeah, it's just so different, isn't it? And entertainment-wise, you're talking about theatres and uh, um, uh, casino on board? Casino on board, yep. uh, theatre, yep. uh, two different places that uh, they can hold dances or, or all smaller acts uh, on board. It, uh, it, they have live sort of Broadway reviews. 
they'll have artists on board the ship, perhaps when it's down here from Australia and also from overseas. It really is. It's uh, My wife and I cruise a lot, and every time we get off a cruise, we curse ourselves and say, we didn't get to do so-and-so, because <laughs> there was so much on offer. It's just really quite amazing. Apart from the fact that, and the gyms, you know, the, I mean, everybody is right into to workouts now, and because I think in a lot of cases, because, and we joke about it, but the food is always so good, you really need to have somewhere to work it off as well. It's, it's amazing to see the gyms usually open about 7 a.m. in the morning, and they are pretty well full all day. Yeah. It, 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 and it, it's great, and walking the deck. Yeah. Four, time, four times around the deck is a mile. Okay. And uh, you can get out there, and that's another night. Fantastic walking around the ship out in the ocean, and just you know seeing birds, and you see you know sea life there. You'll see flying fish occasionally, or dolphins. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Now, the, one of the things that uh, I think has always been a main feature of cruises is, in a lot of cases, has been the age of those people that are cruising. Are you finding now it's much more diverse than it's been before? Oh, it is. It's it's the the age of cruising. It used to be, when I started in this business about 15 years ago, the average age was probably about 49 to 50. It's now down to, I think, 42. Yeah. And you've got young families. The uh, What's really fantastic nowadays is they're catering for such a broad section of, of, of the population. You've got child mining facilities from three years up to 18. The teenagers have their own disco. They, it means that families can go, mum and dad can actually have a holiday while the kids are looked after. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is just phenomenal, and we're also seeing a lot, lots of families where mum and dad are taking their children and their grandchildren on a holiday, so everybody gets to to see what they want. I mean, they obviously have the holiday, but they have the time together where the grandparents can spend some time with the grandchildren. The parents of the grandchildren can actually go off and have a bit of a relax. At the end of it all, everybody goes home very happy. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? We are cruising at the moment. I have with me Richard Cramer, who's the regional manager of the Royal Caribbean International Cruises. We're talking about Rhapsody of the Seas. Now, you've got some uh, big itineraries coming up this year. Oh, we've got some great ones this year, actually. It's, it's, it's a very, very good coverage. One of, the, one of the different things we did this year is our Tasman itineraries actually start and finish in Australia, in Sydney. Normally, in, the, in previous years, and, and, and some of our friendly competitor cruise lines, the, the, the itineraries are actually from Sydney to Auckland via a few places in New Zealand yeah. and then in Auckland back to Sydney. But this year we've started doing a round trip Sydney-Sydney because we find a lot of people prefer to be able to start and end their itinerary closer to home. Does that give you a, 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 a big enough area to look at or has it just meant that the, you've lengthened the, the cruise so that you can get around a whole stack more places? No, I mean, it's interesting actually. We don't really miss out on anything. I mean, a, a Tasman itinerary now, the 14-nighter, still goes to uh, Milford, Doubtful Dusky Sound, down south, Dunedin, Christchurch, Wellington, Napier, Tauranga, Auckland, Bay of Islands, and then back to Sydney. So you're, you're really covering the highlights. We used to go via Tasmania, which added obviously a couple of days, and that's where the saving is. But uh, this year we've done the, the Tasmans without Tasmania. We've done a special seven-night Tasmanian tour in January. So what is it about cruising into New Zealand? You know, Bay of Islands is one of those places that you always hear is on the on the cruise itinerary. Why is it so good? You know, it's terrible to say this, but I've never been there. <laughs> but I've seen so many pictures. I've spoken to so many people who tell me it's just one of those gorgeous places you've got to see, like the fjords of Norway and whatever, yeah. um, that you've just got to go and have a look. And I've, I've not spoken to anybody that hasn't come back and raved about it. No, and the same, everybody that you talk to that's been always says the same thing, glowing reports, and if you're going to New Zealand, they say that's one of the places you have got to go. It's a must-go destination, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's phenomenal. So what else have you got for me? Well, well I mean, it's, 
I, I read the brochure and I think to myself, now, if only I can get four months off, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll do every one of these. You know, we've got the Barrier Reef for all of the nights. We've got the Tasmania one I mentioned. We've got uh, cruises through to New Caledonia for 10, 11 or 13 nights. We've got a circumnavigation this year, or sorry, next year, which mm. will do 17 nights from Sydney to Perth, uh, going across the top, which would be phenomenal. I'd love to do that one. What time of the uh, year? That one departs in, I mean, just cheat, I'm cheating here, I'm having to look on the brochure, <laughs> 24th of February. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, that'll be a pretty good time of the year. I mean, I know that you're, you're into cyclone season uh, um, just prior to that, so you, right. you're really on the tail end. We're going to miss uh, it. You, yeah, you should miss it. That should be pretty nice. Oh, it goes, yeah, Brisbane, Hamilton, Cairns, up oh, to Port yeah. Moresby, Darwin, Broome, Exmouth, and down to Perth and Fremantle. Yeah, pretty good sailing weather from memory of that time of the year. Oh, it'll be lovely. Yeah, it'll be glorious. Yeah. Sorry, and then the return portion out of Perth yep. is an 18-nighter, which does out of Perth into Bunbury and Albury, across to Adelaide. It'll be the first time we've ever had a ship in Adelaide, yeah. into Melbourne, through Tasmania, Burnie and Hobart, and then across to New Zealand doing north of Doubtful Dusky Sounds, Christchurch, Wellington, Auckland and back to Sydney. Yeah. Beautiful. Fantastic. Just fantastic, eh? Hey? I've myself. <laughs> do, do, do you think that that's also the difference with cruising is that the the diversity of even just some boats, are you finding that people are, are happy to come back? Do, do they book for Rhapsody of the Sea uh, for the boat uh, or for the ship, I should say, uh, knowing that they're going to get a different cruise? It's a, it, what is amazing is you've got two different types of people. Yep. You've got people who just enjoy cruising so much because there is so much on offer, yeah. right? It's incredibly good value, yeah. and they'll say, I mean, I fall in love with Rhapsody of the Seas. I want to go cruising no matter where it goes. And then you get the people who say, oh, gee, I like that itinerary, and I've heard about the Rhapsody of the Seas, or they've just figured because of the itinerary. Yeah. You, you really get people who will just follow a ship around. And, and having so many different... Uh, uh, ships in, in one line, does that allow you then to, to allow them to go to different places all the time? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've got ships in Europe now, yeah. year-round. Yeah. So you can, you can cruise in the Mediterranean in November and December. Yeah. So you've got so much on offer to choose from. I mean, we have 24 ships in the fleet now uh, and, and hundreds of different itineraries. Yeah. That's the thing to do, isn't it? Have a look, because you cannot believe the itineraries that you can get. You can't believe the number of places that you're sailing out of now. You know, it's so accessible to go sailing anywhere in the world, uh, and you sail on these just magnificent ships. Oh, they are. They just, it's, the number of people that you say, I think I'd like to live on it for three or four months. <laughs> yes. My waistline will go. I yes. Mean, the only thing they don't have on board is a tailor, yes. and that's what, that's what they need. Well, listen, you're calling into all those good places now, and I know that you do get up into Southeast Asia as well. Maybe that's what you've got to do. Just wait until the cruise is headed off there. Yeah, that's next. Right? Get your clothes done while you're there. <laughs> <laughs> get it done, Chief. Listen, thanks for taking some time to talk to us today. Uh, I know that you've got some great specials coming up for, for seniors as well, uh, and that's something for people to look out for. Absolutely. We've got some really good seniors rates out for uh, before Christmas, so... Um People keep their eyes open for those. All right, do that. And thanks again for taking some time today. We've enjoyed it. Wayne, thank you very much. Richard Kramer, who, of course, is the regional manager for Royal Caribbean International. We've been talking about the Rhapsody of the Seas today.